Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce Bob from the United States, who has RSD. Welcome, Bob. Hello there. Could you tell us what RSD is, please? It stands for Reflex Sympathetic Dystrophy. And that means that the sympathetic nervous system was affected from a traumatic event that happened to my body and it kind of shut down the sympathetic nervous system. In lay terms, that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had had an elective surgery on one foot, a bunionectomy, in 2003, and after the surgery, within, I was taking like a half a Vicodin, which normally would put me to sleep for six hours for any discomfort. I was putting ice on my foot, but within three days, I had severe pain, burning, purple toes, I thought the dressing was too tight, took down the dressing, still had throbbing of my foot any time, whether I was standing or lying, and it turned out that my body read what was going on as severe pain that was not, not relieved by anything. Ice made it worse. So we went along for a while, and then all of a sudden my, my right foot, the left foot was the one operated on, the right foot became um, painful. My orthopedic doctor said, well, because you're hobbling around on crutches using just your right foot, which also has a painful bunion in it, just put ice to that foot. Long story short, both feet developed the severe pain, burning, numbness, purple color. And um, I'm a surgical nurse, so I figured out something's not right here. My right foot had no surgery done. So I ended up going to a cardiovascular surgeon who diagnosed it as reflex sympathetic dystrophy, Good news was they knew what it was. Bad news was they didn't know how to treat it. And so he said, just stay on the Internet, Barb, and eventually you'll find a way that they're finding a way to treat it. Fast forward four years, I went to eight neurologists, five anesthesiologists, many sympathetic nerve blocks, miserable life of um, pain. I was suicidal twice. I went to an RSD conference in Portland, Maine, and I live in San Diego went to a conference, saw 170 people with RSD. It's also called chronic regional pain syndrome, or CRIPS is another term for it. And these people in wheelchairs, walkers, braces, um, very crippling diseases going on. I found out that RSD can affect any part of the body after anything, an abdominal surgery, uh, a stubbed toe. Very weird at what I was learning. Anyway... I stayed on the Internet, and I started finding out that they were doing ketamine infusions called coma techniques in Germany. Then my um, uh, research led me to find Dr. Harbutt and Correll in Australia who were doing low-dose infusion ketamine drug to um, patients that had severe pain. They didn't know why it wouldn't turn around. And um, Long story short, I found a neurologist in San Diego, in La Jolla. Her name is Dr. Nancy Sabin. Um, Her website is painsandiego.com, and my um, case study is on that also. 
um, she was using some oral ketamine, and I, I was determined to find someone to give me ketamine. And eventually I was determined to have that ketamine infusion. So long story short, I did go to Drexel University in Philadelphia for ketamine infusion in um, May of 2007. Um, my pain completely went away. Um, I had, by the way, been on low-dose naltrexone since Dr. Sabin first saw me in 2006. She had me on a microscopic dose of, it was like one to four micrograms. And I was taking it the whole time. She had me on Oxycontin and um, Methadone, and then we switched to something else. And we didn't attribute anything that was going on in my body at that time to the naltrexone. But after I did the ketamine infusion, she kept me on the low-dose naltrexone. She had seen a lot of her patients have their pain go away from being on small doses of naltrexone. So she believed in me being always on it also. As it turned out, I, um, I had euphoria, side effects of the ketamine. I had to have some ketamine boosters when I was back here in San Diego. Um, I was treated with Lamictal because I seemed to have symptoms of like um, bipolar disorder, but it was really the side effects from the ketamine. And we eventually weaned me off the Lamictal. Um, some of my buzzing came back in my feet, and so she adjusted the medications that I was on, but um, I basically got weaned off of all the other drugs, and the only thing I stayed on was low-dose naltrexone, and the pain has stayed gone. I have occasional buzzing, but I take 12.5 milligrams a day, and um, I'm a happy camper. I'm working back in surgery now. I work about 30 hours a month because I don't want to overdo it on my feet. I do not ever want the RSD to come back, and um, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That is that is some story, isn't it? I'm, I'm really amazed. So what have you done to... Uh, help these other people with RSD? Have you managed to let well, other people I know? I refer, I refer them to my Dr. Sullivan's website, and I tell them to look up my case study because that, in a nutshell, gives them the whole ramifications of what I went through, how I developed RSD. Um, you know, I was debilitated. I was in a wheelchair for a while. I was suicidal. I had severe pain. On the McGill Pain Index, um, RSD is the highest kind of pain a human body can endure. It's not a pleasant thing. Most RSD patients end up in some pain management doctor's office or an anesthesiologist, and they get back pain stimulators put in them, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's a way to treat it. They uh, thread these little electrodes up the back, and that these electrodes are hooked into like a little pacemaker battery box that's implanted in their waist area, and they set the, the current to go up and buzz the, the nerves to change the messages of the pain. Well, most of those fail. Um, they might help them for a couple months, uh, six months to a year. Um, they get all kinds of problems with fractured lead wires, infected pockets where the battery is. Very few patients are very successful with back pain stimulators. And I'll be very frank about that because my doctor at Drexel University, Dr. Robert Schwartzman, is the one that does the low-dose ketamine infusions. He has um, seen a lot of patients with RSD do well at first with the ketamine, but then they kind of maybe have it come back. 
uh, it depends on the stage of the ISD of when they've been treated with the ketamine as far as how successful they are. Mm -hmm. um, he also sends patients down to Monterey, Mexico. He has doctors down in Tampa, Florida that see the RSD patients, and then they ship them down to a hospital in Monterey. It's about a $50,000 procedure, and it's not covered by insurance down there. Mine was covered by my Medicare and Blue Cross Blue Shield in um, Pennsylvania. My boosters were covered out here in San Diego by me getting the um, correct billing codes from Philadelphia and sharing them with Dr. Wales here in San Diego. He's with Pacific Pain Medicine. So there's quite a few patients still able to get the ketamine infusion, and they do have success with that. But um, from everything that I know and I share is that the combination of what I take is now only the naltrexone. And um, I did cut it back for a while. I had it, I was taking 12.5 milligrams every other day. Oh, and by the way, I'm saying 12.5 milligrams because it's cheaper for me out of pocket to get my insurance covers the 50 milligram tablets. Here in the United States, if you're mm -hmm. going to get it in a different dosage, a lot of the patients have to get it through a compounding pharmacist. And some of the medical insurance does not cover the compounded drug, which mine didn't a couple years ago. So we decided I'd just take that 50 milligram tablet and cut it in fourths, and I took the 12 and a half milligrams every other day. And so for about a year, I was doing just fine that way. I did start having a little more buzzing happen, and so my doctor and I decided, let's just take it to 12 and a half milligrams every day. And that's what I do. And the only side effect I've ever noticed is that um, I sometimes had insomnia, so I switched from taking it in the evening to taking it in the morning. I do periodically sub, um, add uh, temazepam, which is a sleep medication, um, just to make sure that I get a good solid eight hours of sleep. Another side effect, possibly, is that I am a busier person. <laughs> I am. I have lots of activity that I can do. I hike mountains. I go water skiing. I do everything that I used to do in life, but I have lots of um, energy. And that might be a side effect from the naltrexone. I don't know. But I'm 62 years old. I'm a very healthy 62 years old, and I'm proud of that. I, do, I use a bicycle a lot. I hike a lot. Um, I travel a lot. My husband's retired from medical sales, and we uh, go to Cancun once or twice a year. We go to Park City, Utah, and go biking down the mountains. So we we have a very active lifestyle, and um, he's very pleased that my pain is gone. Like that? It, yeah, pain in a relationship, a patient with chronic pain, it's not a pretty picture. Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard for the family, and they really need um, a support system to help them. Frankly, when I went to Dr. Sabin, she insists all of her pain patients go to a pain psychologist. So here's another name. Um, Dr. Thomas Gibson is an excellent pain psychologist here in La Jolla. And my husband went to him also because um, there were many ramifications with a chronic pain patient being a difficult person to live with. Mm -hmm. That's, a, that's a, in a short sentence how to put how life was with Barb. <laughs> anyway... Mm -hmm. Um, my, um, my, in my, my last three years or so, I have referred quite a few patients to Dr. Sabin. Um, that's on her website also. Um, she did send me an email this morning I should share because she knew I was going to be doing this 
um, interview with you, and she said, be sure to let her know that for pain patients, the timing of dosing the LDN does not matter. Let her know that the new receptor found in 2008 and all of the info on glia and the immune system on my website, the top left article in the skinny column, um, she said, no doubt she knows that the glia are the hallmark of pathology in MS, multiple sclerosis. So my, my pain doctor is a very, very ambitious neurologist. She's done research at uh, many places in her past and uh, has really devoted her life to pain patients. Um, and she has worked with this low-dose naltrexone for quite a few years. She's been going to the conferences that we have here in the United States, and um, I think she's uh, probably helping a lot of patients to see that this medication does do a lot for me. I'd like to introduce Barbara from the United States, who takes LDN for polymyalgia rheumatica. Thank you for joining me, Barbara. Thank you. Could you tell us when you first started to experience symptoms? Well, um, it started in about September of 2013, and it was right after I um, had completed my uh, a session uh, as a juror on a murder trial. And I kind of was thinking maybe the um, stress from the murder trial might have started this condition. Um, I started off feeling very stiff in my shoulders, my neck, my hips, and my thighs. And it was really difficult getting out of bed. It hurt a lot to just get up in the morning and walk around. It hurt if I sat down for any long period of time and tried to stand up. The stiffness was very painful. Mm. So if you had to say your pain levels at that time, um, 10 mm -hmm. being um, the worst pain and, and zero being no pain, what would it have been? I would say it was probably maybe around a seven. Okay, so it was pretty painful then. Yes, it was. And yeah. it really restricted a lot of the activities I was used to, to doing because um, I was used to being, I really couldn't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, so I play piano, and whenever I'd sit down and try to play piano, if I sat at the on the bench for very long, it was just very painful to get up. Mm-hmm. How would you have described a typical day from getting up to going to bed? Hmm. Well, um, really, once I got up, if I kept moving and I was walking around a lot, it wasn't too too awfully bad. I could walk around. I'd get tired more easily, and I couldn't walk as far as I, I used to. But um, a typical day, I would just get up, and I, I would still exercise. I found that exercise kind of helped. If I, you know, if I continued to move, it was good. Mm -hmm. um, I had trouble, you know, getting, I, I used to brush the dog. I'd get down on the floor with my dog and <clears throat> brush his fur, and I, I couldn't get up and down off the floor anymore, so I had a real hard time trying to, to groom the dog. Um, I was, you know, pretty de kind of depressed because I was I was thinking, gee, I'm never going to be able to be active again, and I've, I've always been very active. Mm. Okay, uh, so... When did you hear about LDN? How long was that after diagnosis? Well, um, I my, I went to a rheumatologist, first of all, and she told me she wanted to put me on prednisone, which I refused to do because I've heard horror stories about that drug. And I remembered I have a good friend 
a friend from high school who's on LDN. She's been on it for several years now, and she's always told me how wonderful it's been for her, her condition. She has Parkinson's disease. And, um, and I remembered that it was good for pain and it was good for inflammation. So I thought, well, hey, I, I think I would like to try that. I mean, it's, she has told me there's no side effects, and it's just it's been done wonders for her. So I asked my roomie about it, and she said, oh, no, I, I can't prescribe that. There aren't any clinical studies on that, and I just would not feel comfortable prescribing a drug that I'm not familiar with. So I went ahead and I did some research, and I uh, joined a Facebook page on, on PMR and found a woman there who was uh, mentioning that she was taking LDN, and she got it from a doctor in San Francisco, and she did just a phone consult with him and was able to get prescribed the LDN via the phone. So I contacted him. And he, you know, without any hesitation, prescribed it for me. When you first started, did you experience any introductory side effects? You know, in the beginning, just a little bit. I had uh, sleep issues. I was having trouble sleeping. And also, I started off at 4.5. And also, I um, felt a little bit depressed. I was kind of surprised because I had heard it would raise your mood and make you feel, you know, more calm and happy but I was having kind of depression. And um, I talked to the doctor about that, and he suggested I lower the dose, which I did. And that seemed to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I lowered it to 2.25 at that point. I'm now back up to 4.5. Okay. And how long did it take before you experienced... In, uh, before you experienced less pain... You know, it really didn't take all that long. I, I started noticing a difference, probably a small difference within about a week or so, but I thought it was maybe my imagination. I noticed that I could walk longer with the dog. That's the first indication. I felt less fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as probably within, an, I would say, a couple months, I totally felt normal again. It, it really didn't take any longer. Really? Wow. Months. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was noticing little things like, oh, I can get up up and down off the floor. And I was noticing when I got up off the couch after sitting for a while, it didn't hurt any longer. And when I got up in the morning, I didn't feel the pain. Mm, that's amazing. So what what are your pain levels now, with 10 being the worst? Oh, um, maybe one. Because <laughs> I still have a really? little bit of stiffness. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have ar- some osteoarthritis, so I think that's, probably the only pain that I have is a little bit in my lower back, but I think it's from the osteoarthritis. Well, that yeah. is an amazing story, isn't it? It's really good. It's, it's honestly, it's like a miracle. I mean, to me, it felt like a miracle. I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling now? Do you have any depression at all, or has that gone? Uh, no, actually, and I've raised up to 4.5, and no, I, I'm feeling... Um, pretty good, really. I still have a few sleep problems, but they're minor. I take some herbal uh, sleep medication, some valerian at night, that seems to help. Mm-hmm. What would you say to other people with pain who are rather skeptical about LDN? Oh, I, I'd say try it. You have nothing to lose. It's just, it's wonderful. It doesn't help everyone, I understand that, but it's certainly worth a try. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us, Barbara. 
Cathy from the United States who has rheumatoid arthritis. Welcome, Cathy. Good morning, Linda, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to tell you about my experience with low-dose naltrexone, um, better known as LDN. Absolutely no one here had heard of it, and neither had I. I wouldn't have had a need to hear about it, other than I had a very, and I use the word had, a very aggressive form of rheumatoid arthritis. I sought help having absolutely no idea if I was dying or I, I had no idea what was wrong with me. All I knew is that I was going to die if I didn't get some help. I How old were you, Kathy? I was 58 years old, and I'm now going to be 61, mm-hmm. so about two and a half years ago. And I had experienced aches and pains my whole life, but I'd never experienced anything like this. It ripped me apart from my heart and my core. Um, So I went into the doctor. The general physician didn't know what to do with me, and he said, you need to see a rheumatologist. And I'm thinking, oh, you've got to be kidding. Just give me something and fix me. I want to go home and live again. I went to the rheumatologist. My SED rate, my original SED rate that they took on me was 97. And all I know is they told me it was off the charts and my rheumatoid factors were high. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't walk without the assistance of a walker. I couldn't go to the bathroom because I couldn't sit down on the toilet. And I know this sounds strange, but if I went to the bathroom, how was I going to wipe myself? And how was I going to get back up off the toilet? I did not know. And there was no way I could put clothes on. Mm -hmm. Every joint in my body, and it seemed to move from one to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. So I was put on methotrexate and massive doses of prednisone, 50 milligrams a day. It was, it was really bad. I did not know what to do. And I was on massive doses of hydrocodone or Vicodin. And, of course, I got sick from every single one of them. So it just compounded the problem and then insult to injury. The long and short of it is the methotrexate did not work with me. I'm very sensitive. I reacted. The only thing that worked was the prednisone. And that, again, was massive doses. And I would waver anywhere between 20 milligrams a day and 50 milligrams a day. So then I was moved to a drug called Areva. The generic name for that is leflunamide. Oh, and on the methotrexate, let me go back. On the methotrexate, most people are given uh, in pill form 10 milligrams per week. I was on 20 milligrams per week, and it still wasn't making a difference. So then I was moved to Areva, or the generic name is Leflunamide. That made me sick as well. It was horrible, horrible stuff. Again, massive doses of prednisone, massive doses of hydrocodone, throw in massive doses of compazine to try and keep my stomach down. Um, Again, the only thing that worked 
was the prednisone. Now, for about 18 months, I could not move. It was horrible. I, I love my rheumatologist. She was doing what she knew. I couldn't have sat at the computer and used my hands if I wanted to. I could barely pick up a cup to drink. And I can't even imagine myself. They wanted to deem me permanently disabled. I was that bad. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe it because I don't settle for that, that term, permanently disabled. And I'm a very, very, very active person. After that, and I wish I could give you dates on when this all happened. At the time, about all I could have given you was the date of my death at that time. I wasn't keeping records, but I suppose I could probably find out. Um, anyway, I sought out a second opinion for a rheumatologist, and my first rheumatologist, Dr. Virginia Wilson, I still have her. But I really, really was seeking out Dr. Daniel Malone. He was considered one of the top in the country in forward thinking where fibromyalgia went, and he was a rheumatologist. I tried to get a hold of him originally, and I was in so much pain I never gave it another thought, but it would have taken me six months. My husband saw an article in the newspaper, and I'll be doggone if he wasn't coming to our little town to practice. And I think I was the first one on the phone to say, sign me up for him. Mm -hmm. I went in and met with him. I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. He seemed rather, oh, a little arrogant fella and just kind of kind of a little odd man. And I loved him. He was just my kind of guy. But he listened to me. And not that Dr. Wilson didn't, but she was afraid to go outside the normal parameters of treatment. So anyway, I didn't know about LDN yet. Dr. Malone put me on 40 milligrams of Humira every two weeks, along with the prednisone, and he was not happy about me taking loslunamide, nor was he happy about me taking so much prednisone. He said that those are the two most dangerous drugs there are. Not that prednisone isn't good in its place, he has a real hate for leflunamide. So anyway, and it was destroying me. So I went on a Rava once a shot, a 40 milligram shot every two weeks. They moved it up to once a week because it obviously wasn't working. It was proven that none of the standard medications moved or worked on me. Mm -hmm. My next course of action was to be T-cell blockers. And most RA patients don't get to that point. They generally do find something that's somewhat effective for them. Absolutely nothing worked with me. And an old high school acquaintance looked me up, and we were chit-chatting, and I said, she asked how I was, and I asked how he, she was, and she has this medical problem. I had that medical problem. It was quite obvious we'd gotten to be older, older folks. And... Um, she told me about LDN, and since knowing her as a child, her sister had RA, and it was a very, very, very sad case, and she said she wished she would have found this for her sister. So I said, please send me in any information you have and let me do some research. And that's when I joined GOT-E, 
and the Rheumatoid Arthritis Group at yahoo.com, and the support was phenomenal because I had no idea other people had this. Mm -hmm. I'd heard of it, but how do you ever find those people? You aren't capable of going after them. Anyway, long and short of it, when I first took my LDN, and my doctor, my little Dr. Malone was absolutely brilliant. I took him in the LDNscience.org website printed out, and my blood pressure was 168 over 110 that day. I was so pumped. He said, whoa, your blood pressure is high. And I said, I've got something for you that you aren't going to like. <laughs> that man listened to me. He looked over those papers, and he goes, this cannot hurt you. He said, let's give it a try because you have nothing to lose. And that, I believe, was on uh, March, I believe, of 2010, so not quite a year ago. I had a couple stomach cramps from taking this. I did allow the other drugs to clear out of my system for five or six weeks. So I started out with no drugs in my system, although leflunamide has a half-life of two years, so... There is a drug called cholesterol that will flush it out of your system. I opted not to do that. It's a pretty rugged drug from what I hear. So I'm carrying around residual effects of that, but it is not impacting anything. Mm -hmm. LDN, I had a couple stomach cramps. Everybody said, oh, you're going to be up all night while I sleep like a baby. I got a little numbness in my arms for a couple weeks, and I did the... um, Standard RA protocol, 1.5 milligrams for 30 days. Then you move up to 3 milligrams, and you can take that for 30 days, or if you do well on it, you can move up to 4.5 milligrams, which is the RA therapeutic dose. I've never had problems with it, but I'm telling you what, I've had success. I go out, I ride my horses every day, I unload 2,000 pounds of, of feed and bedding, and we cut hay, and I throw hay bales, and I go out and I shovel snow, and I was vaulting on a horse a couple weeks ago. I, oh, I have aches and pains. I'm 60 years old. I mean, if LDN can make me 20 years old, I will be gladly accepting of that. There is nothing I can't do. And I would say it took about three months for it to be effective. And I'm not saying everyone would be that effective, but I can see absolutely no reason that a person shouldn't try it and not permit the toxins to go into their system. My rheumatologist, both of them, which I both see, Dr. Wilson and Dr. Malone, have used the term RA burnout. And they have never, ever seen it happen in anyone until the damage is so extensive that there is no quality of life left. So who knows if that's a technical diagnosis or not, but we cannot find it in me any longer. I had shoulder surgery two weeks ago. They got an inside look at my shoulders which my shoulders used to be so affected I couldn't raise my arms. There is no 
arthritis in there. Nobody knows why I'm like I am. And the only thing differently that I do is take LDN. And I faithfully take 4.5 milligrams every night. And I will take it for the rest of my life. And um, it just, I don't know where I would be without it. I don't know what would have happened to my family without it. My husband basically ended up staying home taking care of me because I couldn't function. I, you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. However, there are circumstances where people feel that it's not successful for them and another drug is, but we are all chemically unique. And for me, this was the perfect storm. Uh, I, I've never regretted it and I never will. I understand you saw your rheumatologist yesterday. What did he say? I'm sorry, what was that? You said that you saw your rheumatologist yesterday? Um, I saw him the day before and not for rheumatoid arthritis. And it's funny because we discussed that. Um, I said, well, I suppose you won't want to see me in March for my one-year checkup for my RA. He goes, yes, I'd like to keep an eye on you. <laughs> and he started laughing. He said, but I do like to do my yearly on my RA patients that are so improved, to which there are not many. Um, the visit that I had with him was strictly my shoulder visit. I have a bone spur, which is causing damage to the rotator cuff and the tendon. That was the reason for the visit. And he said, when I need my prescription filled, just call him up. And he and I have some fun, fun discussions. Oh, I will tell you this. Now, I do not know if this has actually happened by my original rheumatologist. I still see her, and I've insisted on the two of them working together, even though they are from different organizations. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. This evening I'm joined by David from the United States who takes LDN for trigeminal neuralgia and ganglion osteopathy. Thank you for joining me, David. Thank you. Now, they were tongue twisters for me. Could you tell us when you first noticed there was something wrong with you? Uh, yes. Um, I was having some problems sleeping uh, and um, there was a couple of events before the, before that occurred, and then I went to a acupuncturist who stuck electric needles in my back uh, without me realizing it was electric, and it shocked me very hard. And the uh, massage before the electric needles was very hard. That also uh, damaged my my cervical on top of my neck. Oh, uh, the, the bottom of my neck, and. Um, about three weeks after I was feeling, I felt like the wind was on my back. And it was very weird and just continued day after day. And I went back to the acupuncturist and he stated that it was all in my head. And obviously it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then um, as time went by, it, it, um, it increased to my neck, it increased to my legs, my arms, and I was just dangling with nerves all throughout my body, and um, I just didn't understand what was going on. And then the doctors took over, and I went to many, 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 many doctors who were more confused and 
uh, just transferring you over to the next doctor and like a hot potato. And um, they just actually made it worse. And many different drugs. And then I ended up in such bad shape. Uh, finally, after after years of uh, convulsions and horrible drugs, I found out from a doctor that it was a, a neurologist that it was ganglionopathy and trigeminal neuralgia. Um, so that was um, how that started. And um, I was in pretty bad shape. Well, one doctor led to another, and then I went on. Um, I was taking this Synthroid um, medicine for my thyroid, and a doctor in a very uh, big hospital, uh, prominent hospital, stated for me to go off this Synthroid. And then afterwards, um, it just became worse and worse and worse, and I didn't have any energy to, um, to um, do anything after that point because I was no longer having the thyroid. And um, that was that. And I was all by myself. Then um, then I met this doctor uh, from a friend of mine who was dying from cancer. And I tried to save her life, but I wasn't able to. And she ended up saving mine by uh, sending me to this doctor who knew about um, thyroids. And he really didn't know, and he knew, actually, he knew about thyroids, he knew about LDN. And he said, I should definitely go on nature thyroid. So he put me on nature thyroid, uh, which is a pig's gland, uh, which is the closest thing to a human thyroid. So that got me functioning again. And then my face was in tremendous pain as far as major pain, as far as uh, trigeminal neuralgia is where it feels like a thousand bugs are biting your face all simultaneously. And it's a very difficult life when you have that. And then it went, it also went, it went to my legs and my feet and my arms and my all over the place. Um, so thank God for this doctor who told me to try the LDN and I read up on it and it said that it was a 50, uh, it said that I, I looked under the computer that it was a 50, uh, like a 50 milligram this drug addicts and alcoholics, which I am not, so I never took the drug. So that was a huge mistake, obviously, because then as years went by, um, I noticed um, that uh, I was not good. I called the doctor back up from New Jersey. I moved to Florida at that point, and he said uh, there's a drug called LDN that has been fantastic for trigeminal neuralgia and ganglionopathy. So I said, oh my God, I actually had that drug and I let it slip by me, uh, not knowing you know, how good it was because I wasn't in the proper state of mind. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I tried the LDN, you know, excited. And uh, the first few days, I took a three milligram dose and it was uh, fantastic. I felt incredible. Um, the shocks were going away in my legs and feet. And then I said, oh, let me do the two milligram because I read a book by uh, Linda Elsgood on LDN. So I said, oh, two milligrams is a good protocol. And I spoke to Skip's Pharmacy, who's an expert in the field of uh, LDN. And he said that it's good to do two for the first month and then three the second and third and then 4.5 if needed. So I went with the protocol, and obviously it doesn't work for everybody, but everyone's different, as everyone knows, but it works for most people. So I go by percentages. So I went that route, and um, I was feeling pretty good. And then when I went to the, after two months, and then when I went to the three milligram, 
that's when I really started feeling a difference and my neuropathy and my legs and feet were gone about 95%. And in my face, which is very, very difficult to handle, um, was down 90%. Oh, I'm sorry, 80, 80% um, over the last month and a half. So it's been five months total and I'm down about 80% in the trigeminal in the face, which is a horrific uh, problem with the nerve that with nerve damage and um, very debilitating and uh, it's known as the suicide disease mm-hmm. so just tells you how bad it's, it is and uh, with the LDN I have gotten my life back and uh, having only 20% at a much lower um, uh, feeling of, of, of the pins and needles in the face and, and, and all, all or the bee stinging you, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's that bad at times, uh, is down tremendously. It's very light, 20% now. So the LDN is uh, just a miraculous drug. It's uh, probably the greatest drug of the 20th century. And I'm up to now 4.5 milligrams, which is a fantastic dosage and for me and probably for most people. Um, and it works out great. So I'm just excited every night that I go to sleep. I take the LDN. It's great for my sleep, uh, which is fantastic. I haven't slept in three and a half years before the LDN. I, it's just uh, miraculous all the way around. So uh, it's nice to have my life back. I'm going to start doing some traveling, which I haven't done in years. And um, I, I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about it. Well, that sounds totally amazing. Before you started LDN, David, if you had to rate your quality of life on a score of 1 to 10, and 10 being the best, what would it have been? Uh, well, before I started the LDN, my, my, it, was, it, was, it was a 1. I did get up to a 2. So, uh, because of, or a three, the nature throwing got my thyroid because the thyroid is very important too, and part of the human body, very mm-hmm. important. So yeah, uh, so it was at a three, and with the LDN, it has increased it to a um, eight point five, and I'm on it uh, right now for five and a half months. So uh, I'm looking forward to even increasing it up to nine and a half. No, yeah, because I'll, I'll I'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, what I've been through to get to 10 is really asking for too much. So, you know, I'll be happy. I'll be very, very happy with 9.5. <laughs> so. Well, I continued improving for 18 months, so let's hope you do too. Uh, but what oh, right. an amazing, inspirational story. What would you say to other people in a similar situation to yourself if they've heard about LDN but haven't actually tried it? What would you like to say? Uh, yes, well, I, I tell people about it, and I go to Parkinson's meetings and MS meetings, and and I and I tell them how valuable this is to to try it, and you must try it for give it at least at least three months. A lot of people have been bucking out after a month, and I don't know why there happens to be no side effects whatsoever. Um, you know, very minimal at least. I did get a little dizzy a few times for three minutes, which is absolutely no big deal compared to uh, you know what I went through in the past with the trigeminal at full tilt. So, um, you know, it's really nothing when you think about it. And uh, you have to give it time. And a lot of people have gone on it and gotten off it within a month. And it's a huge mistake because, you know, they're looking for instant results. And it just, you know, let's face it, they, where do you get instant results? If it's instant results, something's not going to be right. But with LDN, you can get instant results. But 
that's a small percentage. I was lucky I did get it right pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I started at the three. So when I went down to the two, it became more normalized. So um, that's what I would recommend is definitely give it some time. And, and there's an excellent chance it's going to work out. Obviously, nothing is 100%, but I'll, put, I'll probably put it up in the 90 percentile. When I was um, uh, at the bad state I, uh, that I was in, uh, the, the doctors um, uh, made quite a few mistakes. Uh, my thyroid was basically uh, taken away. Um, by the doctors, uh, by taking me off uh, the Synthroid, which I don't really believe much in. And um, I wasn't taking any thyroid pill after being on one for three years. So I didn't have a thyroid. My nervous system was damaged tremendously from the acupuncturist and the massage and the chiropractor who twisted my neck. Um, And that was completely damaged. And my hormones were taken away from... uh, taking testosterone for a few months uh, incorrectly. The doctors were giving it to me. So basically, I had no life left. I was basically, um, uh, with the Lyrica that was given to me, I wasn't able to breathe at one point. I think my, I think I stopped breathing. Um, actually, I did stop breathing for about uh, 15 seconds and was able to um, resuscitate myself uh, with my willpower and my strong heart. Um, I was told I have one of the strongest hearts in the world. Um, so that was uh, my savior. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't be alive. And so I basically died for a few seconds and came back and uh, was not in a good state after that, obviously, for years. And then the nature thread, which is another miracle pill, and, and, and the LDN is uh, phenomenal. And and that's it. Uh, it's probably the, the greatest pill in the world uh, in the 20th century is the LDN, and the uh, nature thread is probably uh, second. And um, that's what the situation is, that uh, I was able to come back from death. And uh, it's interesting, uh, the awakening of being able to come back and seeing how valuable life is and so many things to do and so many people to help because uh, that's really the most important thing in the world is to be able to help people based on your um, bad situation of, of not living and learning from that and then the transferring it over to people to help. Otherwise, what good is it if you, if you don't? And that's it. Well, what can I say to that? What an amazing, inspirational story. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.